Hello and welcome to Parenting with Play, especially those of you who are still in lockdown. Um, I know that a lot of the rest of the world is opening up, but here in Australia, we are having ever tightening lockdown and it's lengthening. So I really, we've talked about lockdown before, but I really wanted to bring in a homeschooler who can give us tips on how we can integrate well, how we can manage homeschooling well with our children and, you know, talking about how we can then integrate that with, you know, those of us who also need to work. So I'm really excited to introduce you to Joss Goulden, all the way from WA, who currently is not in lockdown, but you never know. <laughs> but how, you've homeschooled your children who are now in your teenagers. So welcome and share a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Helena. Lovely to be talking to you. Um, yes, I, we are over in WA and we had a lockdown last year at the beginning of the whole process. So I do have some understanding of, uh, of what that feels like, but yes, we're currently not in lockdown. So that's great for us. Um, I have two children who are, um, 17, just about to be 18 and 15. And we have been aware parenting since my second child was born. Um, I'm a aware parenting instructor and we have also homeschooled. So my son went to kindy, but um, ever since then we've homeschooled and we never really intended to homeschool the whole way, but my son is now finishing his year 12 equivalent of homeschooling. And this is, it ended up being the way we went the whole way. So I really understand the challenges of homeschooling and have um, explored over the years, lots of things that work and lots of things that don't work about homeschooling. So yeah, happy to talk to you. Although obviously what's going on now is so different and what you're experiencing is so different because, you know, as homeschoolers, we were out and about all the time. We went into the community. We were in, um, you know, going to groups, we were going on outings, all that kind of stuff. And none of that is possible at the moment when you're in lockdown. So it's so much harder for you and what you're experiencing at the moment and homeschooling in a lockdown situation is a much, much more stressful um, undertaking than homeschooling with freedom so yeah I just want to send lots of love and lots of compassion to people who are navigating this with all the stress of a global pandemic to deal with at the same time yes thank you because yeah I wanted to sort of draw on that distinction as well because I know quite a few homeschoolers and this is nothing like what you <laughs> do as homeschooling yeah. yeah um and also because we are also following you know the work that our children's schools are ascending to us as well so yeah it's you have lockdown you had freedom with your homeschooling whereas we don't but I'm yeah you know, I'm really interested to hear how we can incorporate some of the things that really worked for you particularly I think for the primary school age um, yeah those of us with high schoolers like my daughter is just on screens she's just doing school work and um that's a very different kettle of fish. Whereas with my six-year-old, you know, I'm there, he can't even read the questions, you know, so I'm, you know, it's very much a hands-on homeschooling. So yeah, yeah I just, where should we start? What, um, really, what, uh, how can we help our children? I think with the engagement, mm -hmm. unless there's something okay. else you want to start with. Well, I think the most important thing to start with actually is taking care of ourselves. Yes. And I will talk about um, things to help engage our children and all that kind of thing. But I really wanted to start with that because 
um, yeah, getting support as us for us as parents when we're homeschooling is really, really crucial at any time. But it's especially crucial when we're dealing with all the extra stress of being forced to be at home, having to juggle work, having to juggle financial stresses of maybe not having access to income if somebody's job's been shut down. Um, and our kids being taken out of their normal environment and forced to be at home with us without access to their friends and all those kind of things. So there's a huge pile of extra stress that's going on. And we really can't make this work unless the first thing that we're doing is looking after ourselves. And that's not just saying, oh, yeah, I will look after myself or, yes, I'll do my listening partnership if, if it happens this week, but everyone's too stressed. It's actually saying this is what we have to focus on first and foremost. And, you know, as adults, you're carrying all the stress and all the pressure of, of being in this situation. We also have, most of us, decades of stress and unhealed trauma that is probably coming up and much of which might be triggered by the situation that we're in. Um, so we can support our children through their everyday life by, you know, loving listening and play and all those kind of things. But for us, it's more complicated than that. So I just really want to go through and remind people about, you know, how we take care of ourselves and those three aspects of aware parenting when it comes to what we need to focus on when things are feeling challenging for us. And the first is, you know, our thoughts and feelings and beliefs. Um, so, yeah, taking time with your um, listening partner or in a journal or, or in a session with an aware parenting instructor to, to express what we're thinking and what our worries are. We're probably having lots of concerns about whether our children are learning anything. Are they going to fall behind? Um, what's going to be the long term impact on them for being at home and being taken out of school? Um, we're stressed about whether we're going to be able to manage everything and, and, you know, all of those things. And if we have the opportunity to express those regularly and offload that um, regularly, it really helps us to get clarity um, about what's really true and what's just a worry and, and what we need to address. Um, the second thing with aware parenting is looking for unmet needs. And again, we all have lots of unmet needs all the time, but when you're in lockdown, you get a whole load more extra ones so that might be you know needs for us to have some time presumably if your kids are at school you're used to you know working and doing all the other complicated things in life but also having time for yourself and now suddenly that's been taken away from you and you're not used to that um, those rhythms so you know making time regularly in the day to to check in with ourselves and to see what 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 are our unmet needs and are there other ways that we can meet those um, and really taking action to do that. Our nervous system, where your nervous systems are going to be stretched um, in a way that they aren't normally. So, you know, even if that's just finding ways deliberately and intentionally to um, bring our bodies back into some kind of balance. So even if it's just five minutes in the sunshine, just breathing with your hand on your heart and just giving yourself a bit of love, maybe it's, you know, making time at the end of the day to do a meditation before you fall asleep. Maybe it's, you know, doing an online yoga class with your kids too, you know, whatever it is, making sure that that is a priority and a focus for us. It's going to make a huge difference to how you're going to be able to show up for your children. Um, and the third thing is the feelings piece. And as I said, you know, we've all got unhealed stuff from our past and we've all got the stress of, of what's going on at the moment. So making time to express our feelings, 
to say whatever it is that's in our heart, to offload some of that, to cry, to laugh, to do whatever we can to um, yeah, bring our attention to our feelings and to allow us to express them and to heal them is also going to make a huge difference. So um, I think that's a really, really important place to start. And apart from anything else, you know, modeling self-care in a crisis to our children is also like a really important learning opportunity for them. You know, we are in crisis. It, it is a crisis situation that you're living in. And it's, it's, it's almost certainly the most traumatic thing that hopefully lots of us have experienced and certainly lots of our children have experienced. So, you know, we really need to look after ourselves as a starting point because without that we can't look after anyone else. And it's that old thing about being on a plane and putting your, you know, your, and I used to think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes I will, but actually, like I said, this is a, this is a crisis that you're in and you will not be able to survive it in a way that is enjoyable and um, healing and helpful and connecting and all those other things, unless that is something that we are focusing our energy on doing. It's so true. Cause I got to, I mean, I don't even know how many weeks we've been in lockdown now here in Sydney. <clears throat> um, and then during the week, I just got to this point going, everything just felt so overwhelming. You know, we've, there's yeah. so much to do being, you know, completely responsible for my child, my six-year-old's schooling, trying to get my 13, my 12-year-old off screens at some point, doing, yes. you know, doing all the things. And, yeah. um, and I was really reactive. And I realized I just needed to step away from my family. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I just got in the car and luckily we're near Bushland. So I just could drive and sit by water and had a good old cry just for like five mm. minutes. And then I was like, okay, because that, that's the beauty of crying, isn't it? It just clears our mind yeah. and releases the tension. And then I go, okay, what do I need? And I need support. You know, we all need to muddle in together, which has been happening to some extent, but I needed it more. And coming back with that clarity and just that inner peace, where rather than I need everybody to help out, you know, just saying, yeah. right, well, this is what I need. And I need this, this from you and this from you. And it was really well received, actually. Um, and things yeah. have been so much better since then, even though finding out the next day that we were in lockdown for an extra four or five weeks and we've now got extra masks that we need to wear. And, you know, even with all of that extra news, because I'd taken care of my needs, had a good cry. Yeah, I just felt like, OK, we can we can do this. I, I'm, yeah. I'm OK. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. It makes all the difference in the world and never more so than now. Yes. So, I mean, if you're used to having a listening partnership, that's great. Do it regularly. If in addition, you want to set up an extra one, maybe there's a mum in your school who you get on really well with, who's also going through exactly the same thing and having to explore exactly the same learnings with their kids at the moment, make extra time to share listening with them too. You know, writing in a journal, whatever it is, they're like, say, taking time in the sunshine just to breathe mm -hmm. and it's it's absolutely crucial and, and it doesn't have to be complicated as well which is what, no you know because sometimes we think oh well, self-care can sometimes need to be quite elaborate but because now we are restricted at home just you know I just love you know that just going out and standing in the sunshine and putting a hand on our heart and breathing for five yeah. minutes and that's just yeah that can just be so restorative yeah so yes and I know that you know because I was getting a bit frazzled with my son before I did that you know quite and getting a bit forceful going well you need to learn this and I could hear myself going this is really not helpful but because I was in that emotional state it was mm. and then of course the next day 
the learning just flows so much better. So it really does make yeah. such a big impact with yeah. helping our children yeah. when we're in a better state. Absolutely. I mean, so many times I've been thinking I've had problems with my children during this process and thought, oh, well, if only they could do this or if only I could get them to do this. And actually, I remember Marion used to be the one who used to say, you know, look to yourself. And I'd be like, I don't want to look to myself. I just want my kids to do as they're told. But actually, yeah, that's just the crucial, crucial. And, and, and now even more so. Yes. Yeah. OK, so. Let's take it that we've now looked after ourselves and how, well, I mean, so much ourselves. of that then, then does flow on so much more easily because you can yeah. know tactics and things to do with your kids, but when you are frazzled, you just can't do them or you do them in a forceful way that your children yeah. react to. Um, yeah. So yes, yeah, so it's really important that we don't underestimate just how important that is first. Yeah. Yeah. So then from that space, <laughs> yeah. the first thing to do with our children I think is really just to prioritize connection and relationship over learning so I know it's difficult when you're you know you've got a curriculum to follow or you've got you know um, rules coming from the school about what they want the children to do but just to focus on yeah prioritizing our connection and relationship with them is really really important that allows them to feel you know supported understood um good to feel good in themselves and to feel therefore you know the more connection you get the more cooperation you get right so yes, um yes starting that and that might be you know through just you know connecting in first before you start doing any any learning stuff um and you know trying to have some fun at the beginning of the day or it could be you know taking regular breaks during the day where you actually have some special time booked in especially as you're talking about wanting to talk about younger children you know making that um those chunks of deliberate connection with them during the day which is not just about oh you've got to sit down and do your work yes. but actually having a bit of fun and a bit of lightness and some loving warmth yes and again going back to my example of the week is you know i could hear myself getting really cross with george to try and get him to learn and when we do that like the connection piece just goes completely out the window and we become so focused on, you have to finish this worksheet, <laughs> you need yeah. to do this, that, yeah, connection is secondary and our relationship is secondary because we're just focusing on the learning, but that's just completely the wrong way around because then, of course, our children then put up all this resistance and then then they sort of start having, you know, more meltdowns and it's just yeah. really hard. Yeah, it is really hard. And particularly, you know, they are feeling really stressed too. And they, they are seeing us really stressed too. Um, yeah, it's a really different thing when kids are used to going to school and, and being in that whole you know, environment or with their familiar friends and their teachers and all that. to be home with stressed parents is, is, is not easy for them either. So they need more of it. Um, yes. So yes, it has to be a priority. And if we have deliberately taken the time to resource ourselves, then we have more resources available to be able to, you know, offer a bit more special time. We're less likely to go, oh God, special time. <laughs> but actually go, yeah, I, you know, yes, let's do some special time. That'll be fun. And um, they need more special time and play than they normally get from us because of, you know, yeah. they're not getting the interaction with their friends at school. You know, one thing my son is really struggling with is not being able to go to his best friend's house yeah. Um, you know, and having to explain again why we can't, oh, well, I hate this. And I'm going, I know, sweetie, yeah. you know, and really helping them with those feelings that they can't interact with their friends as much. So 
which does put more pressure on us to fulfill their teacher role, their friendship role, you know, as yeah. well as everything else that we do. Um, yes. Yeah. It's so yeah. it's a lot, it's a lot to be juggling, isn't it? And um, yeah, it's hard, hard enough sometimes at the best of times, but yeah, certainly in this situation. And so when they're behaving in a way that is challenging for us, when they're being resistant, when they're being uncooperative, when they're being demanding, you know, all of those things, again, we have to remember that that's, that's a red flag that, that they need, that they need us in that moment. And again, if we if we're getting enough support, it's much easier for us to then move in with some connection, with some play, with some listening what it, and that dance, you know, between them with a bit of play and then, and then the, or maybe with a loving limit or, you know, whatever it is, those tools from our aware parenting um, resources to support them better. Yes. Um, and rather than, and I like the, the image of the red flag because it's not that there's your child is being deliberately obstructive or that they're, you know, they're really bad at schoolwork or that they, you know, they, you know, we can put all these layers of judgments on our children's behavior. Mm -hmm. um, and also often on our own ability as, as mums. Yeah. If we just see that, that's just a sign. It's just like a red flag that they just need some extra special time or extra play, or if that's not shifting it, that they do need us to move in and, and listen to some upset feelings. And then yeah. when we do that, then things work well again. Absolutely. And it could be that that's a loving limit as well. If, if they're being really resistant about learning and it, then, you know, it's about remembering to maybe just take a moment to connect with ourselves so that the limit can actually be a loving one rather than you know, <laughs> those loving, I'm putting in a loving limit, but it's not actually very loving <laughs> yes. at all. So, um, yeah, but just moving in and, you know, I know you don't want to do this right now, but it's time for you to do your learning. So that's what we're going to do. And understanding that at that moment, they're probably not going to sit there and do their learning, but they're going to offload whatever it is that's getting in the way of them learning. And from that space, they will then be able to do their learning. So, yeah. Yes, that, and um, actually, I did that with George a couple of weeks ago, just setting that limit going, sweetie, we need we need to do the learning now. And he ha ended up having a massive cry. And yeah. um and we didn't actually do any more learning that day, but the yep. next day he sat down and he zoomed through everything. Yeah, it was yep. so easy. Yeah, um, because I, you know, listened to him and and brought that limit rather than trying to avoid it and go, okay, well we won't do it now, but we'll do it in you know half an hour or, you know, yep. setting that limit, going, no, we do, we need to do this now, sweetie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So and and again, just remembering that you're using you're using that tool as a way of allowing them to access whatever it is that's getting in the way of them being able to do that learning because they want to learn and they want to cooperate and they want to, they want to do these things mostly. Um, so uh, mostly. yeah, yes. it's, it's just getting at what, what it is that's, that's preventing them from doing that. Um, so yeah, moving in with that, that no to whatever it is that stop whatever they're doing and then a yes to, to listening to what's underneath it. That's really helpful. Yeah. Um, and, and another thing to do is to focusing on their, what, what their unmet needs might be. So, and, and talking to them about it, even really young children are often, you know, very aware and creative and resourceful, especially if they've been raised this way to look at, you know, what their unmet needs might be at the moment. So 
Um, you know, if your son's really missing hanging out with his friend, then set up a Zoom call for him to hang out with his friend. You know, that's that's a way of, of meeting that in a different way. And it's not it's not the same, obviously, but it is it's acknowledging just the fact that you're acknowledging the fact that he has this need and it's not currently being met and that you're then taking steps with him to come up with creative ways to meet that in in other ways shows him that you care, that you hear him, that you acknowledge how he's feeling, you know, all those other things, as well as actually giving him something practical and real that can make his life better in that moment. So, or it could be that they, you know, their needs for moving around are not being met so much because they're making, spending much more time sitting than they would be doing if they were you know, allowed out at the playground and, and all those sorts of things. So, you know, making time during the day to go and bounce on the trampoline for 10 minutes and, and get that energy out that way is also really useful but um yeah just focusing on those 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 aspects for our children as, as well as for us but yeah it's really helpful yeah that sounds really good so how um, what about the like, actual learning so in terms of the actual learning um i don't know what what rules are in place and what requirements your children are having but i would say to try to be flexible about it if you can so that might mean talking to the school and saying, um, you know, this is what we're willing to do now um, and this is what we're not able to do at the moment in terms of our learning and that's just how it's going to be. Um, and, you know, is it realistic to be having these demands on our children at the moment or not? And if it's not, don't do it. So, you know, we need to remember that, you know, when your children are at home, you get to choose how they're spending their time. There are requirements from school, but it's also you're able to say that's not working for my family at the moment and we're going to do some, but we're not going to do all. So, for example, we might be prioritizing, you know, the basics of reading and writing and maths, but we're not going to do, you know, what you're sending us and requiring us to do about you know, Chinese history or, you know, geography, weathering and erosion or whatever, because that's just not a priority. And the arguments that are going to come up to try and force my children to do that are just not worth it in terms of the value that they're going to get from learning it. If down the track, your children decide that they're fascinated by Chinese history, they're going to have endless opportunities to explore Chinese history. Now might not be the moment to be doing that. Yeah, I think that's really helpful to hear because we can feel, I mean, with we're in a powerless position at the moment where we can't do so much of, you know, our normal life. Yeah. So to have that sense of ownership as parents going, actually, no, we're not going to do that. I'm, I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to do that. And for us to feel empowered, to be able to say that and to feel yeah. that that's okay for us to say that that's a really big thing for many of us because we'll have, you know, unmet or unheard feelings left over from our own childhood and interacting with teachers and principals and, you know, thinking we've got to do things that we're told, um, which you would have unlearned completely with all of your homeschooling journey. <laughs> yeah. But, um, for many of us who are still in the system, it, it, you know, we can still feel that compulsion or that yeah. you know, being forced to do things, which at yes. the moment are just not working. Yeah. And I think that's a really great thing to model to your children too, that um, this is what is being required of us. This is what is working for us. This is what we're going to agree to do. Um, and that actually, we, you know, we do have choice. We don't have a huge amount of choice when you're on lockdown. You don't have much autonomy and control over your life, but you do actually have control and autonomy in relation to this. 
and it's really okay. Your kids are going to learn. And if your kids are on lockdown for six more weeks and don't get to go to school in that time, even if they do nothing in terms of the curriculum in that six weeks, it's not going to matter. I think that would be really reassuring to hear that. Do you want to expand on that? Because obviously you've sure. done homeschooling at your own pace and freedom. Can yep. you talk more about that? Sure. Well, um, um, yes. <laughs> not sure where to start with that because that's yeah. a big discussion. But um, I think it's really important to look at the distinction between how learning happens in school and how learning happens outside of school. And how learning happens in school is you've got 30 kids in a classroom, they're there five days a week and they have to be kept busy and occupied. So lots of effort has gone into creating curriculums that are supposed to be you know, reasonably interesting and challenging and to ensure that all children at the same ages in the same schools are learning the same thing at the same time. Um, so it's standardized and all the rest of it. And learning is very much about, um, you know, book reading or, or writing or, or that kind of, um, you know, you're basically a written language form. When you're at home, there's so much more flexibility about what learning is going to look like. And much of our learning, because we've always followed a, a sort of natural learning approach, our learning has mostly been like conversation based an organic process that sort of just happens as we go about living our daily life. So um, it's, and I'll just say that it works. <laughs> my 18 year old, yes. well, my boy who's about to be 18 is, is going to university next year at the moment. He's, and he's going up to um, university in Perth and is going to be, has chosen to study. He wants to do a joint honours degree in um, environmental science and marine biology and he's never done any really structured curriculum-based learning wow. so I, I just want you yeah I just want to reassure everybody that um, when you have your kids at home you can have a really different perspective of, of what learning looks like and you can see that your children learn all the time and there's lots of things that my kids haven't learned because they haven't been at school, but there's lots of things that they have learned because they haven't been at school. And in the end, it's seeing value in, in all of their learning in all the different types of learning that they take on all the time, not just the learning that you need to pass an exam or the learning that you need to, you know, answer questions or, you know, whatever. So and I'm not suggesting that everybody who's on lockdown in Sydney now suddenly embraces natural learning at home. I know it's really, it's a really totally different way of looking at things. And I know that you're limited and constrained in what you can do, but I just want you to know that um, being at home with your children, living life, talking and, and exposing your kids to all kinds of different things and reading books together and cooking and, um, you know, playing board games and watching documentaries, that, that's all valid learning. That's all real learning. And um, yeah, whatever you choose to do and whatever you're, you choose to um, practice in terms of the learning that's going on at home, your kids are going to learn and they're going to be fine. And yeah, it's, it's really um, a different way of looking at it, but it's also, yeah, it works. <laughs> and I think just hearing that is just reassuring and particularly hearing that your son has now come to the end of his school age life and is now embarking on a 
quite a technical degree yeah. at university, yeah. I think that that can can reassure those of us who are not going to do the natural learning approach, but just to have that perspective that just yep. because our children are not at school and perhaps not doing all of the worksheets that are required of them at the moment, that they're still going to be, they're still going to be great. Yeah, absolutely. It's really important. And yeah, just focus on, on the basics, especially for the primary ages. So you're like, you know, reading books together, even if you're doing the reading and they're snuggled up with you, you know, that's, that's still, you know, expanding their language and, it, you know, helping them with their English and, and maybe writing stories together. We did an amazing thing once where um, my parents were visiting from the UK and everybody in the family wrote a chapter of a story about our dog. <laughs> and then we printed it out and put photos and stuff. And that was a really, really fun thing to do. So, you know, if, if the school is sending really boring worksheets for your son to do about re uh, writing and he hates it, do something else, you know, play the game of, um, you know, where you write a sentence and then you fold over the page and you give it to the yeah. next person and, you know, that sort of thing. Just just go back to basics. Cooking is a great one for, you know, basic sort of primary level maths and measuring and, and you know, all of those sorts of things. So just being a bit more creative and, and um, means that, that their language and their learning and their skills and their knowledge is going to increase during this time, even if you're not completing the stuff that the school is sending you to do. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think now would be a good time to bring in that you also worked while you were homeschooling your children because yeah. people who are listening at home going, well, this sounds lovely, but I've also got a job to do. Yeah. So can you share about how you wove that together? Yeah. So, um, my husband, Kamal and I were from when the children were first born had sort of shared looking after them. So I went back to work part-time when my kids were quite young and my husband looked after them on the days that I was at work. And so we were in that rhythm. <clears throat> so that made it much easier for us to then continue to live like that when we were homeschooling. So we shared the, the looking after and being with our kids um, on their home schooling um, adventures. So that helped. Um, and then I, I think you know, coming back to what we were talking about before about, um, you know, uh, listening to our kids, seeing when they're being cooperative and when they're not being cooperative, adding in extra attachment play and all those sorts of things means that you're going to then buy yourself some time. I mean, that sounds like a bit of a, a business deal, but yeah, if your kids are feeling um, supported and resourced, if they're feeling calm and happy and helpful and cooperative and, and connected, then you can then have time to go off and do the work that you, you need to do too. Um, we used to, I mean, obviously that's not possible now because you're on lockdown, but we used to do a thing where um, my kids went to another family one day a week and we would swap, yeah, we would look after their children one day a week too. So then that would give us time. Well, that's a bit harder to do, but it still may be possible for you if you're like have a, a bubble. I don't know whether that's the thing that they had in the UK. No, we don't have these bubbles. You don't have no. that. Okay. Well, that makes it pretty tricky. Um, and but so, yeah, that was a good way for us to make time. Um, and, you know, if your kids have, um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk a bit more about screens in a while. And it is likely that your kids are going to be spending more time on screens than they normally would be. But, you know, that might be a time where, you know, if your kids have had, have done, you've, you've had some play time, you've done some learning time, then they can have, you know, watch a movie. And whilst they're watching a movie, you can do some work or, um, that kind of thing can help too. 
but it, it is really stressful and difficult. There's no easy solution to that one when you don't have access to the outside world. No, it is harder. Um, it is harder. Yes. I mean, I, really I, my family, I'm working on the weekends more. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, which has been a juggle actually within our family to adjust to the fact that I'm not perhaps as available as I well, as I am completely during the week and for my husband to take on more of that. Um, but that works. Yes. And using, you know, other things throughout the week, but that's when I get my chunk of work done, which I know it's not everybody's able to do if they're beholden to a, a boss. Um, I work for yep. myself, so that's possible. But it, it is possible to weave things through. I think I just really wanted to convey that, you know, your lovely natural learning isn't a Pollyanna sort of um, idealised version. It is possible to integrate whilst, whilst both parents are working, but you just yep. structure it in a way that you take turns or you do use screens and or they or the children are in a, an emotional state where they are happy to play yeah quite happily on their own for a while yeah yeah I mean we were also doing it in a situation where you know the kids didn't have the additional stress of a global pandemic and um, to be managing when they were little so yeah. you know yeah. we were you know supporting their healing throughout the throughout the time and they you know we were just dealing with ongoing things that came up in terms of stress for them we didn't have this sudden kind of yeah yeah a bit, I mean to manage my kids also quite enjoy being at home yeah um, of course particularly my eldest who's a bit more of an introvert my other son's yeah my son's struggling a bit more but you know having all this extra connection time with us is actually great i think absolutely. that they're benefiting yeah. they're actually benefiting from it yeah um, absolutely of course they are yeah, and also just on the, advantages yes on the learning before we go into screens um is you know i'm noticing that if i just spend one to two hours with george a day he's actually progressing absolutely. quite he's you know rather than the numerous hours that they are at school because obviously as you said you know there's 30 odd children in a class so that the teacher's got to spread their time between all those children but actually mm. concentrated time with us is, is yeah. very um important and well, yeah and it's much more it's a much more efficient way yeah. of, of of learning isn't it yes I found that too and lots of time wasted at school of course too so yeah. yes yeah um so let's and I'd say um doing just doing simple things as well like offering our children choice and autonomy as much as possible even if it's just a simple thing like you know do you want to do maths first or reading first today you know just those simple little things also encourage um cooperation and you know what what do your kids love doing what do they really enjoy what are they interested in um do that let them do that for their learning um and you know a, if they're feeling, if, if it's something that they're interested in, they're much more likely to be able to go off and deal with that independently. You know, your son might be, uh, I'm not sure, you know, what his, what reading level he's, yeah. Or, or reading. Whatever, yeah. Or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. He likes um, looking at books. Yeah. 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 So, but if he's it's a book that's interesting yeah. to him, he's going to be much more inclined to sit there for half an hour happily doing it by himself than if it's like a, you know, boring worksheet that he's really not interested in at all with a, I don't know about something that he's not interested in. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think also planning your day can be really helpful. So you might, you know, organize and, and doing it with the children too, to, to have a timetable. That was something that really helped us with our homeschooling. So everybody knows what to expect, ex expect during the day, but also, you know, over the course of the week and over the course of the day, actually, you can be planning time where you're sitting down reading time where you're outside time where you're hanging out on zoom with your friends time when you're you know 
Um, and then you can plan your work around that. So, you know, if George is having his half hour Zoom chat with his buddy, that's when you're doing your, you know, accounts or you know, whatever it is that you need to do. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. Um, having can some be really structure. helpful. Yes. I but having structure really that helpful. we create, I yeah. think that's really important too. Yeah. Yeah. And having time where you're sitting down with your kids, like, you know, doing things like um, we, regular family meetings are really important. Um, and maybe upping what you're doing around that at a time when, you know, you're all stressed and you're all managing extra things, but, you know, having an opportunity where everyone's calm and everybody gets to say, actually. And to be proactive. Want, yeah. Yeah. I want this or I don't want that, or I'm enjoying this. Or I'm not, you know, that sort of, and, and, you know, coming together as a family to problem solve can be really helpful too. Yeah. Um, and looking at their learning style. So, you know, all children have different ways of learning but you know for some kids they love to have like music on in the background and for other kids that's really distracting and unhelpful um for some kids they want to be bouncing on the trampoline while they're reciting their times tables and for other kids they want to be sitting writing it down in a book you know whatever so just trying to bring that into your awareness too when you're sort of planning how you're doing things can really make a difference yeah and Oh, what else screens do you want to say about learning? About? Yes. Okay. So screens. I just want to say two more things actually about the kids. First of all is um, when we find ourselves getting wound up and annoyed and angry, trying to proactively just, you know, say to our kids, something's coming up. I need to just go away, make sure they're safe. And then just take five minutes to go off and, and calm down. And we've spoken a bit about that before, but, you know, just right in that moment, if you can, and then at the times when we lose our shit and it all goes horribly wrong, which we do all of us from time to time, even not in a global pandemic, but particularly <laughs> when facing all this stuff, um, using that rewind, repair, reconnection thing with our children is, is really important. And, you know, forgiving ourselves because it's just it's part of life. And I love that thing. Elisa said, I read it again recently about um you know, the sign of a healthy family is not one where the, which is free of conflict. It's one where the conflict is handled in a way where everyone feels loved. And that's really important to remember. So when it goes down and it goes wrong, that's okay. Yeah. You know, we're not perfect. We can't be perfect humans. And we certainly can't be perfect humans when we're juggling all these extra stuff that we're juggling at the moment. No. Yeah. yeah, that's a really yeah. important thing to hear. So thank you. Um, screens. screens. Okay. okay. So it is likely that your children are going to be spending more time on screens during lockdown than they do normally. So the first thing, as always, is if this is something that we are inclined to be judgy about in terms of ourselves or in terms of our kids, we need to get some extra support around that from our listening partners. So even just having the chance to say, oh, my God, my kids are literally on screens the entire day today. I, you know, what kind of a shit mother am I? Um, is really, really helpful. So do that. Um, another thing that's really helpful is to remind ourselves of all the different ways that screens are actually good and valuable, particularly right now. So, you know, they're meeting lots of needs and needs for connection and needs for learning and needs for entertainment and needs for all of us just to switch off and, and get our needs met. Um, they're playing a really valid and important role. So whilst there's lots about screens to be concerned about and to be stressed about, there's also lots about them that is good and helpful for us. Um, and then there's lots of ways that we can use screens to um, help support and encourage our connection with our children. So it might be um, 
you know, sitting down together and, and everybody gets to choose a YouTube in the family thing to watch and we all watch that. Or it could be, you know, like a family movie night where we take turns to choose what the film's going to be. Or it might be, um, you know, doing a, one of those sort of uh, try not to laugh challenges um, where you're watching those things that are really funny. Um, obviously make sure it's age appropriate, but, you know, sometimes I sit and watch those with my teenagers and we're, I mean, we're on the floor crying with laughter. So, you know, that's a really nice way to use it or, um, doing things where you are, um, learning what game it is that your kid's playing really into at the moment or, or doing TikTok dance or something. And those are really good opportunities for that sort of power reversal type attachment play to come into because your kids are really competent and capable at those things and we're usually not so you know opportunities for laughter and connection around that too and lots of jokes so I remember in um my kids sending me a meme that had a um a woman saying to her child now you really have to switch off now and the child saying but mum there's only 27 episodes left and the mum going okay but after that you really have to switch off yeah, anything that brings a bit of lightness to it all. Um, and then when you really feel like the time is, you know, it's enough and you can see that they're starting to get agitated and they're starting to get, you know, tense and, and insistent and addictive about it, that's when the loving limit comes in. And loving limits around screens are great. They're quite easy to do when we're feeling resourced ourselves. I know you really want to watch something else, but we're going to switch it off now. And then you just can listen to the feelings. And then once the feelings have been expressed, they almost always switch off and just run off and find something else to do. Yeah. So screens can actually be really helpful in that way too. Yes, because they actually do bring up the feelings much yeah. more strongly than other things. Other things they yeah. can just be a bit, okay, where screens is very, yeah, intense, but as yes. you say, helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just, just even sitting here hearing it, like, <laughs> oh, I've just got to relax a bit more. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's um, it's really hard, but it's also it's really helpful, and that actually leads us on to what I was going to say next, which is about like just reframing um, some of this stuff. Um, it's been I found it so helpful with my homeschooling over the years because, of course, they've had lots of times where I've been like, you know, really doubting that this is a good thing to do, and really, have we made the right choice for our children? And getting stressed, and oh my god, no one's learning anything, and you know that they should be doing this and all of that stuff so yeah taking time to reframe and what you were saying earlier about you know spending this time with your children is it's a real gift so although it's stressful and overwhelming and difficult it's also really beautiful thing to be grateful for that you're, you're actually getting this time to prioritize your relationship and spend time with your children it's lovely it's really lovely yeah, and I'm also finding it with particularly with my two children because I've got six years apart. So my eldest is, you know, off with her friends and poor little George is like, can I play, can I play? Um, so to have that concentrated time for those two to play together and strengthen their relationship, I'm really enjoying yeah. that yeah. too. Obviously, I'm needing to offer some support along the way. But, yeah. Um, but strengthening, yeah, our connection as a family um, is really helpful. Yeah. So there yeah. can be some benefits to this. And also yeah. getting more of an understanding about where my kids are academically as well at schoolwork. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. And helping George more like with his handwriting or spelling. And just I'm enjoying seeing where he's at with that as well. So there can yeah. be benefits to this. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, when you start to feel worried and you start to get all of that stuff, I think it's really helpful to just sort of ask ourselves if, if we've got some support around that too, but then to come to a place where we're asking ourselves, you know, is that, is that true? Is that, is it really true? Because we tend to go, oh my God, nobody's learning anything. And then they're going to go back to school and they're going to be so, we can catastrophize, can't we? Yeah. But actually just taking a moment to think, oh, is that true? Is that really is true? That really true. And yeah, like you say, um, having time, you know, there's lots of stuff about school, I imagine, that's really quite unpleasant for parents. So, you know, you're not rushing out the door anymore. You're not worrying about school lunches anymore. You're not stuck in traffic, driving them to school. You've got or extra to a million time. activities. Yeah, yeah, you haven't got to go to your parent-teacher association meetings or, you know, all of that stuff. And maybe there's stuff about your kids being at school that you don't really like either sometimes. Like maybe there's some peer stuff that's going on that's a bit yucky or maybe they're feeling really stressed because they've got a NAPLAN exam or whatever. So it's time out from that too is 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 great for everybody in the family. And it's it's only for a short period of time. So you can, you know, make the most of the fact that it's it's freeing you up from some of the things that you don't enjoy about the school process too. Yeah. Yeah. And reframe, yeah, just looking at things perhaps in a bit more of a positive light, which we can do when we've had that chance to to have a cry or to write out in our journal yeah. or to just to offload all the panic and catastrophizing. Yeah. Yes. And then, because I find if, if I say things out loud that I'm going around in my head, when I say them, I'm going, I actually don't believe that. That sounds, you know, yeah. it's not true, but in my head it can get bigger and bigger. So to to get it out, I think it's so important to get it out, whether it's writing yeah. or speaking. Yeah. Um, that's just so key. Yeah, and then you get this clarity that you're like, mm. yeah, it's what it really is. Um, and I think it's also really helpful to think about, you know, what do you want your children to remember about yeah. this time? that can also be a helpful way to think as well about, you know, do you, do you want your children to remember this time as a time where you are arguing every day about learning and forcing them to do worksheets? Or do you want them to think about this as a time when they actually got to have some fun at home and they got to sleep in if they were tired and they got to go and have a nap if they needed one and they got to spend lots of time with you. And I, I mean, I'm not taking away from the fact that it is really stressful and overwhelming too. So I, I, I do understand that. But if we focus on as much as we can, especially if we are supported, to yeah, get the vibe to be a, overall a, a happy one. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, I think that's a great place to, to end it. This yes. chat on. Thank you so much, Joss. And giving your insight of homeschooling and that, um, I mean, you did things completely differently, but just, I think giving us parents whose children are at school, that level of reassurance and, um, and what we can focus on to make this as enjoyable as experience for, for our children and for ourselves. um, Yeah. And to see what good can come out of it because we can't control whether we're in lockdown or not at the moment, but to find, to find the positives too. Yeah, absolutely. Whilst acknowledging and and honouring all of our feelings as well. Absolutely, yeah. And I think, you know, just to remember that these curriculums and this work that that our schools are are requiring us to do, this was designed to be, you know, done in a classroom situation with trained teachers. It wasn't designed to be done by parents who are stressed out and trying to work at home and do all the rest of it too. So it's okay just to have a little holiday. from some of that and yeah just make time to look after yourself your children
because that's the most important thing. It is. It is. So thank you. That's been so lovely. Oh, so if people want to find out more about you and contact you, how can they how can they find you? Um, so I'm on Facebook and Instagram as Aware Parenting with Joss. Um, I've also got a website, um, awareparenting.com.au, and I've got a blog on my website actually about tips for homeschooling during lockdown. So maybe I could um, send you that link. Yeah, I'll post the, that in the show in the show notes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so either on my website or on my social media is probably the easiest way to get hold of me. Fine. And I do, I have some ongoing clients who I support with homeschooling um, and I'm happy to offer extra support to anybody who's just temporarily homeschooling too. Um, Cause yeah. yeah. It's, it's very much needed. So yes, yes that would be great. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. And uh, I hope that in WA you remain out of lockdown for as long as possible in your home. Thank you. Thank um, you. And I hope it's all resolved your end reasonably quickly reasonably quickly fingers crossed all right thank you so much my pleasure bye-bye i hope you enjoyed this week's episode and you can see how you can implement what we talked about today with your children and family be sure to hit subscribe in your podcast app to know when each episode is released and i would love it if you could leave a review and share with your friends and if you want to shout less and connect more head over to parentingwithplay.com.au to download my quick guide of five simple games which you can start playing straight away. You really can transform your everyday parenting challenges with connection and fun. So have a great week and enjoy playing. Enjoy playing.